It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Pick up the pieces of your life. Put them back together with the words you write. All the beauty and peace and the magic that you'll start to find. When you write your story, you've got the words inside. Don't you think it's time to let them out and write them down. Uncover what it's all about. And write your Write your story, write your, write your story. Hi, and welcome back to the Write Your Story podcast. I'm your host, Ali Fallon. And on last week's episode, I introduced a character to your story called The Guide and talked about why that character is such an important integral piece to your story, who that character might be for you, and what that character needs to do for the hero of a story in order to achieve the objective of a story. On this week's episode, I want to talk about what I call the struggle and relief series. And like I mentioned last week, Blake Snyder calls this fun and games, which I think is so fun because it is like a crazy fun roller coaster ride that you get to take your reader on. And it also helps you make sense of all of the pieces and elements of your story that you know are there that you haven't gotten to put inside of your narrative arc yet. So those pieces are going to go here and it's going to start to really make sense and feel like the story that you know and lived. So the struggle and relief series is where you get to start to have a lot of fun with the other problems that are present in your story. And I'm going to teach you how to do that. So when you think about whatever it was that you were trying to achieve as the hero in the story, chances are high and tell me if I'm wrong, that you didn't just set out, change one thing about the way that you were doing things and achieve success right away. So if you were after having a baby and you you didn't just set out and try one thing and tweak it and then get pregnant immediately. Or if you did, you probably wouldn't be still sharing the story. It wouldn't feel like such an epic adventure that you went on. It wouldn't be something that you were still thinking about years later. The story that you're telling, I'm guessing, if I can read your mind for a second, is probably a story where you set out to achieve something, you overcome a thousand obstacles along the way. You learn so much about yourself. You prove yourself wrong on so many different occasions. You heal all these wounds inside of you. And then finally, 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 after a long journey, you're able to achieve the objective that you were after. And that back and forth of trying one thing and having it not working and trying another and having it not working and trying another thing and having it not working again, 
That is what is called the struggle and relief series. So this is the place inside of the story where that goes. So let me back all the way up so you can hear this context. You have a story that you're telling. You've selected that story from your life. You've tried to define what that story is really about. What's the main idea of that story? You've defined that you are the hero of that story and talked about what's the physical, tangible thing that you're after. You have talked about how you transform from the beginning of the story to the end of the story, and that's helped you set the arc for the story. We've defined the one big problem that the hero comes up against that's going to try to prevent them from achieving what they're after. We've introduced a guide into the story that's going to help the hero shift their perspective to uncover new wisdom, to try things in a different way, to help them see something they couldn't have seen before. And now we need to see the hero go on a journey where they try one thing and maybe it doesn't work and they try something else and maybe it doesn't work and they try something else and maybe it doesn't work until it finally does. One storytelling tactic that I didn't include inside of the framework that I'm teaching you because I wanted to keep things really simple but that I feel like would be important for you to know about is what's called the all is lost moment. I'm taking that phrase straight from Blake Snyder, Save the Cat. He talks about how there's a moment in storytelling toward the end of the story after the struggle and relief series where it seems like the hero is not going to achieve what they set out to achieve. So we've built all this tension through the struggle and relief series around the hero getting the thing that they wanted at the beginning of the story and they've gone through a step-by-step process of trying one thing and maybe failing or trying one thing and making some progress, trying something else and maybe failing again. And then there's this point about three quarters of the way through the story or even a little further that he calls the all is lost moment that I think is a really important moment in storytelling where it seems like everything is going to fall apart. So it seems like the hero is going to go all the way back to the beginning and become the person that they were before any of this started. I'm sure you've heard the phrase three feet from gold or something really cliche like it's always darkest before the dawn or something like that. Those cliches really reflect this idea of an all is lost moment, that the all is lost moment comes right before the transformation or the resolution. So that all is lost moment is at the very end of your struggle and relief series and creates this sensation for the reader and oftentimes for you as you're living the story that everything the hero has been through has been for nothing, that they're going to lose it all, that it's all going to go away, that they actually haven't made the progress that they thought they had made. And right when that despair starts to sink in is when the resolution comes. There are a couple different ways that you could approach brainstorming your own personal struggle and relief series inside of your story. One way would be to simply think about all the things that you tried. So I gave the pregnancy example before, and I've had friends who have really struggled with infertility or just having difficulty getting pregnant. And so I've been along for the ride knowing that there are dozens and dozens and dozens of things you could try. You could try everything from something simple like not using your microwave anymore or you know, trying to change the way that you eat that to be more aligned with what your body's asking for. You could also try IVF. You could try IUI. There are so many different things that you could try. So you could start by just listing here are the 10 or 15 things that I tried and maybe kind of lump those into categories where like one was you tried to change your diet. One was you saw a fertility doctor. One was you tried IUI and then you tried IVF. So you could sort of list those out in order. So what you'd have with that list is the struggle part of the struggle and relief series. And what you would need to think about is how did you find relief inside of each one of those experiences? So you try one thing and it doesn't work. 
How do you find relief? And by relief, I just mean, how did you resolve or make peace with the fact that that particular thing didn't get you where you were trying to go? Maybe it got you one step closer to where you were trying to go and that's great. How did you make peace or how did you survive that experience? In a lot of cases, this is also going to show you who your guides were and where your guides were because maybe you struggle with one thing and then you have a friend give you a piece of advice that provides some relief and you struggle with something else and you have a friend give you a piece of advice that provides you some relief. So that's one way that you can work to create a struggle and relief series. Another way to define your struggle and relief series is to think back to a concept I talked about in last week's episode. Remember when I taught you about a paradigm shift and I said that when I'm teaching an author to write a memoir, I have them shape a chapter of the memoir around a paradigm shift. So I have them think through what are the major shifts in perspective that define this story for them. And each chapter is shaped around a paradigm shift. You could do something similar for your struggle and relief series where you think about what are the main ways that I had to shift my perspective or shift my attitude or shift myself in order to get this problem resolved. And each one of those little paradigm shifts could represent a struggle and relief series. Remember how I shared that the formula for a paradigm shift is something along the lines of, I used to think this way, now I think this new way. I used to feel this old way, now I feel this new way. A struggle and relief series works in a similar fashion. You're going to see the hero struggle with something, some problem that's a smaller representation of the bigger problem, and then you're going to see them experience some kind of relief. You're going to see them struggle and then experience some kind of relief, struggle and relief, struggle and relief. And you want to do that three to five times inside of a story that's about the length, the one you're working on, three to five pages. So you want to come up with at least three, but up to five ways that your hero inside of this story struggled with a small problem and found some relief. The purpose of a struggle and relief series is that it provides more attention for your reader. Surprise, surprise. I know. Tension, tension, tension. The more problems there are in a story, the more tension there is. And the more tension there is, the more likely that your reader is to stay engaged. And also, hey, this mirrors real life. The more problems there are in your story that you're living, the more likely that you are to stay engaged. The less likely you are to turn away from what's actually happening in your life, the more likely that you are to stay present, to stay attuned, to pay attention to what your life is trying to show you, to what it's trying to teach you. And this is such a miraculous thing about sitting down to write your story is that it forces you to stay engaged. When you use this framework and you use it in the way that I'm teaching you, I'm not saying it's some sort of magic pill or something, but there is something very, very magical about staying attuned to your story and asking yourself, what is this problem here to show me? What is this problem here to teach me? All these problems that I'm facing because we all have them in front of us every day of our lives, we've got problems. What is this trying to show me? What is my life trying to teach me? And when you sit down to put your life inside of the framework and the context of a story, you're much more likely to pay attention to that and stay attuned to it than if you're just sort of passively living the story. And I'm not saying everybody passively lives their story, but it is really common for me at least to be living inside of an experience and just kind of forgetting that there is meaning and depth in all of this. So when I encourage writers or people who swear they're not writers to work on writing a story, one of the things I tell them is that you can actually mine your life for the wisdom that's inside of it. 
There is so much wisdom that lives inside of you that you have not uncovered or discovered yet. And writing your story will show that wisdom to you. So I'm so passionate about this. I'm so happy that I get to provide this content for you. I hope you're finding it helpful. I'd love to hear more from you. On next week's episode, we're going to talk about resolution to a story and transformation. I'm going to talk about how to create a climactic scene for your story. That's a really fun part of the process. But until then, I would love to hear from you. I want to know what's your struggle and relief series? What were the many problems you had to face and how did you find relief from those problems? Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.